This is the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid and Luke Moulton. This show is lovingly put together for small business owners by small business owners to get practical ideas about attracting more customers more often. So, if you're serious about building your business, strap in for the ride. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Luke. And welcome back to Small Business Big Marketing, episode number six. G'day, Luke. How are you, Tim? Couldn't be finer. And um, episode six, where did that go? That means we've done five already. Correct. And it's a big episode. It is a very, very big episode. We have, and I've been um, asking people around the place as to who they think this famous Olympian might be. Mm. And quite a number of people guessed it. What about you? Anyone sort of nail it? Um, no. No? There's so many that Australia's produced. There are. Isn't there? But we have got one of Australia's most famous, celebrated Olympians on our show today, tonight. And it's not Thorpey. It's not Thorpey. It is the one and only Michael Klim. Michael Klim. And um, he shared some great stuff. Mike has gone from being... um, an Olympian of three Olympic Games. He's going to share with us his credentials up front, but he's been in three Olympic Games, got a fair bit of, um, what do you call it, metal wear? Certainly certainly Metal wear or a bit of gold on the shelf? He's got a nice amount of silver and gold. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he shares with us the... um, the story behind a business that he started called Milk, which um, happens to be Klim spelt backwards. Mm, how convenient. Klim, how very, very convenient. And Milk is a range of male skincare products. And so I reckon we get straight into hearing what Klimmy, Klimmy has to say about uh, how he started Milk. Um, the fact that he actually shares a story how he went from being an Olympian to uh, a courier, which is kind of interesting. Is that a fall from grace? I think it might be. <laughs> and um, he also talks about how Shrek played a part in um, in him developing this wonderful range of male skincare. So he's, uh, he's also got some exciting stuff to say about viral marketing too. He has. Yeah, so um, stay tuned for that. It's probably coming out yeah. towards the end. We actually yeah. had to uh, turn the microphone back on Clemmy because he started sharing some stuff with us yeah, after did. we'd finished up. So um, stay tuned for that bit. Do you know, for a bloke who um, spent most of his life in the pool, he's not a bad marketer. He's pretty good. Over to Clemmy. Mike, welcome. Thank and you. I want to start off by giving us your, this is relevant, trust me. So what's the Olympic credentials? Uh, three Olympic Games, six medals, two gold, uh, 21 world records in my career, and okay. uh, three Com Games. That's about it. Okay. A couple others. There they are. <laughs> so fair, t- fair record, Tim. Fair record. Better than mine in the pool, that's for sure. <laughs> Do you get in the pool? <laughs> no, I don't. No, no. So based on that, uh, you've been in the public eye for how many years? I made my first national team when I was 17, so okay. I guess um, I'm 31 now. I'd retired uh, a couple of years ago, so I was in the public eye maybe for 12, 13 years. So 14 years in the public eye. The Michael Klim brand is pretty strong. Um, you get good exposure. You get media. You know, you, you get a constant flow of media mm-hmm. from what I observe. Yep. What I'm interested in is why no Klimmy on this bottle of milk skincare? <laughs> Where is it? Where's the signature? Or wouldn't be suggesting a photo. Yeah. But I'd be interested in what your spin on that is. Look, we um we made a conscious decision not to um 
over brand, the Michael Klim sort of, I wouldn't say logo, but the signature on the actual packaging itself. It's very strong at point of sale and it's very strong at um, wherever we're sort of in terms of like in-store and obviously in in our advertising. But uh, I like for the product to speak for itself. I don't really want just the name to sell the product. So um, hopefully my name entices them initially to to go and check it out. But uh, I think once they pick it up and they realize it's mine already... um, um, that sort of, uh, I'm trying to sort of make that connection a uh, connection early, and then I leave the product to speak for itself. So perhaps, um, perhaps for our listeners, perhaps um, Mike can ex- actually explain what the product is. And, yeah, and, and uh, so our listeners won't Luke, know what we're talking about. Backtracking. Tim. Well, we could have done that the intro, and you're absolutely right, Luke. I mean, you've caught me out again. So, so Mike, perhaps um, the uh, the elevator pitch. Tell us about the. Tell us about milk, Luke. Okay. Sorry, Mike. Luke, are you a bit nervous? Oh, you know, just, yeah. just a bit starstruck. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you a bit of background. I mean, uh, milk. We we launched milk dot uh, milk dot com uh, milkskincare dot com about. Uh, uh, we'll be close close to a year now. Yeah, where we launch exclusively in Maya and every Maya store. The brand, I guess, the concept, which uh, initially was called the Shrek concept. <laughs> um, we can talk about that. That's later. right. We can talk about that concept. But uh, it was probably in the making for about three years, and um, being a, a, exposed to chlorinated pools, to UV, you know, rays, and being just, I guess, in Australia's elements. And it's not. Um, I think most of us are exposed to the same elements on a day. Daily basis, so I think being in a swimming fraternity, being I guess a bit more forthcoming to looking after your skin, you just have no other choice. I, um, being the modern man that I am, <laughs> I identify that you know guys in Australia actually do care about their appearance. They do, they do want to look good. It's becoming a lot lot more competitive in the working environment. It's becoming a lot more competitive in the social environment about trying to pick up chicks and whatever have you. But it, it's sort of uh, uh, you know we did our research. Uh, we had a, uh, an online sort of questionnaire where we, the feedback that we got was quite astounding that majority or two-thirds of the, of the guys that we um, interviewed actually had some sort of a skincare regime, which, um, mm. you know, which is from tradies to, to lawyers to, um, you know, to teenagers. So it's really um, quite encouraging. Guys generally didn't want to have too many sort of uh, uh, skincare sort of steps. They wanted to keep it pretty simple. Uh, but so that's where the brand was born from. We wanted so to... So I'm going to stop you there yep. because going back to this notion of the Klimi brand's really strong mm. and whilst just putting your, your... I'm not suggesting put a photo on packaging, maybe some identification on the packaging because you have every reason to create a skincare range because you've lived in chlorine in the sun all your life. Mm. So for me, if Michael Klim brings out a skincare range, there's a, there's an absolute straight line connection and it's not just him endorsing a product yeah. and getting a licence fee. Exactly. So that's where I was really interested in going, yeah, okay, I'll look at your website. There you are. I know your point of sale has got some really interesting images on it. But then Did, I, didn't, I, didn't Kieran Perkins put his name on his milk? Oh, yeah, but what's that about? Well, I suppose help milk is healthy. You know, yeah. Thorpe, has got water. Thorpe mm. puts his nail on everything, doesn't he? <laughs> he used to. <laughs> Tuna. <laughs> what are some of the things he put his name on that are, I mean, they're not, haven't always been relevant, have they? But I guess it, it doesn't always have to be relevant. I guess the values of what the person portrays, I guess, can in some way relate to that product. It doesn't have to be a direct connection. Yeah. Luckily, with my skincare, it's almost, you know, it's just an, in, it's a great correlation. So, um, totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay, we're just going to pause Michael there for a tick. We are, Lukey. We are. He has got some good stuff to say, hasn't he? He's got some great stuff to say. And he, uh, I 
Quite appreciated the way he stood up to Tim there with your question about oh, look, his name on the bottle. Yeah, I won't hammer the point. I'll, I'll let it be. You know how I feel. Yes. And and I also highly respect how he feels. And um, at the end of the day, he's developed a great product. So we're not about to uh, whack it too hard over the head, are we? But I'd also like to say, I'm not but, but he is so, he's so considered in the way he's gone about developing this product, you know? Yeah, I think when you when you're developing a product for the first time, it's always a you always wonder what the path best path is to market, and it's always obviously always a difficult thing when yep. it's your first time. But I, you know, I watched him in the early days of developing milk, of which I had a bit of input into the brand development of it, and the way he looked into the needs of his target market and understood the problems they were experiencing and trying to then come up with solutions for them. I mean, he just he, he really nailed it. And I, I'll be the first to put my hand up and say, I have started businesses where I haven't probably properly considered the need or whether there was a need out there. Mm. whether there was a problem that needed solving and just gone, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea and I'll jump on in. Yep. Of course you haven't, Luke, because you are <laughs> the most considered person I have ever met. Well, being an online marketer, Tim, it sort of tends to teach you to, to do your research. And there's a lot of tools out there you can use online that allow you to, to do your research oh, and find yeah. if there's a need. So Yeah, well, you've got all the – yeah, you, see, you geek out, don't you? You, you <laughs> geek do. out on the fact that there's all this stuff out there that can just check and double-check, whereas um, I am more inclined to fly by the seat of my pants. Oh, but You know, sometimes you've got to trust your gut as well. Correct, correct. There's a midway point, isn't there. Correct. Um, but Klimi has um, clearly, he clearly did research and he clearly, um, I loved what he said about how there is this notion of like, you know, just, just understanding your values and understanding what it is that you bring to the party in order to make that product really like, um, really special. And I think he's done that with milk. So um, back to Klimi. Back to Klimi. What, um, what is the biggest marketing challenge that you face? Because I remember in the early days when you launched this, I mean, you're dealing with distribution, you're battling packaging in China, you were even trying to find someone who could kind of guide the marketing for you. So mm. what, what, what has been the biggest one? Because at the end of the day, you're a swimmer. You're a bloke yeah. who spent his life in the pool. You're not, a, you're not you know, a qualified marketing person, which no. is great. Look, I'm not qualified in any area, really. I, I'm sort of trying to, you know, flying by the seat of my pants still. I, I, I can I, some, There are some days where I'm, I feel like I'm over my head, but there is other days where we, you know, we do I definitely... The biggest marketing challenge is sort of getting convinced of the, you know, of the big banners or the big sort of organizations that this is actually a, a really good product. So it's, yeah. they've actually been involved since day one. We've done the research. It's, uh, you know, it's proven. And, and where we're positioning it is actually, uh, it's not just, it's actually, it's positioned in the right point and within the marketplace. It's sort of uh, trying to breach the gap between the designer brands and the entry level products. And uh, just sort of the fact that, that I've been able to produce something that is actually uh, you know validated i yep. guess so how, how did you come up with the product concept to start with was it the recipe was it i mean apart from you know did you actually sit down and go okay i want to come up with a product because i'm you know i'm jumping out of the pool um i want to move on to something else i want to come up with a product or did you go you know hey you know i think skincare for, for blokes question, would be really good Luke, um, long question. What's your question? <laughs> is he always so, he always heckles, doesn't he's, he? Like, he's, he's a heckler. Luke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I've got to say something. That is gold. <laughs> that is, if there are awards for. I don't know. Is there podcast awards or something that we can enter just that last 30 seconds in? I could have been a politician, let's be honest. 
I don't think you could even get that, get away with that. What was your question? What I was trying to find out from Michael was whether he was wanting to come up with a business idea that was going to see him through his future, or whether he actually just thought of thought about, oh, you know, hey, skincare for blokes would be good. That was still a very long question. <laughs> we'll see if he's got an answer for it that's a bit shorter. All right, let's go back. Well, it was definitely, it was more the outcome. I, I, want, I knew what I wanted the product to achieve and I knew the, let's say, the viscosity of it, the, the fragrance of it, the, um, the packaging of it. So I worked backwards. Instead of working from ingredients and saying I want to use these ingredients because I know they're proven, I almost worked the other way around I, because I didn't have that knowledge mm. of the, the, you know, I wasn't a biochemist yeah. or a chemist. So I worked, you know, back with our manufacturers. I sort of said I want to be this color. I want it to you know have this natural fragrance i want it to fit in this type of packaging um and you know and at the end of the day we we, we you know we were able to produce something really good mike you, you would have um a modest marketing budget so how do you how do you get it out there how do you get the name obviously having distribution is a great thing because you're going to be mm. on the shelf but how, how do you actually get it out there and well look i was very fortunate to um to have my come on board as my first yeah. My for overseas <laughs> listeners is like um, it's, I guess it's talking? probably the biggest uh, Macy's Harrods yeah Harrods yeah thanks Sammy <laughs> so uh, we we launched in sixty eight stores on day one wow. so that was a great um, yeah you know help um, so we we had their backing and um, it was very much PR driven so we we had the story we had to communicate that to the consumer to the market so um, luckily you know that sort of that took a few months to to run its course and it's still you know we're still running on a lot of editorials a lot of, a lot of product placement and. Uh, and mm-hmm. while the distribution is fairly small, we're still just continuing that. So it's really within store. So um, within Maya, we do a lot of sort of uh, banners and just, you know, directing traffic towards where the milk is and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to uh, influence consumers within Maya. But it's uh, – and, and just online, basically. So that's that was the constraint, I guess, the, the budget. But now uh, we've, we've increased that distribution to, to pharmacy within Pulse and National Pharmacy and, and GNC, which is sort of a health food – of type of distribution um, and export, it sort of um, it makes things a lot a lot easier to 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 be a bit more strategic. And you know, we're doing a little bit of outdoor at the moment. Again, strategic strategically placed, uh, doing a bit of viral, a For little bit of press. Go to milk, go to milkskincare.com and see these images. Are you using these images in the outdoor? Yes, because they're yep. brilliant. They are mm. so strikingly brilliant that you could not not look at them. Um, there's the one. Uh, with the dried skin, what what are the other ones? You've got um, there's a dirty skin, dirty skin, and pore skin is in pores. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't revealed the pore skin one. Yeah, only the dirty skin. Yeah. <laughs> what you've done really well, and I know the guy who's done it for you, but your branding consistency across point of sale, packaging, website, trade stuff. You've bought in a box that you've presented to trade. It's brilliantly consistent, and we say to all our clients, and and I know we rattle on probably each episode or two about it, is that that consistency in your marketing and every touch point being the same is so mm. important for the little guys yeah. because it builds a it builds the brand, mm. you know. Definitely, um, and look, we're again, um, obviously, to to our sort of agents and things, we obviously have to be give them a lot more detail about to in terms of our, our consumers and let's say online I agree that it has to be simple and, and that's what milk is really it's sort of a, when you 
you hear the word milk, it's, you know, it's pure, it's mm. white, it's simple. We don't want to confuse the message. Even though the ingredients are quite complex, yeah. the, uh, the message, and even if you see the, the cracked image, you know, yep. you, straight away you know the problem is dry skin and yep. the solution's going to be milk. And, and fairly lucky that milk is Klim's spelled backwards too, by the way. Like, <laughs> it just happens <laughs> to fall into place again. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> All right, we're going to stop Clemmy there just for one minute, Luke, because this notion of simplicity, I reckon, is a fundamental part of great marketing. It certainly allows you to market uh, and explain your product. It does, it easier. does. You know, and I just think, you know, I look at brands like our beloved Apple. Yes, indeed. Eh? Oh, a, Please. Bring a tear to a glass eye, wouldn't it? Indeed. When we talk about that. But they are so beautifully simple in the way they present their information to market. I would use another example of Ralph Lauren. Yep. Um, and, you know, sometimes I get accused when I quote, you know, case studies of big brands doing great things in marketing. People go, oh, yeah, but they've got lots of money. Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as looking at the way Apple explained the iPod. A thousand songs in your pocket. That's it. Not, That's it. Not how many gigabytes or colors, colors or size. Correct. It, it was just straight to it. Yeah. So, and that doesn't cost any more money. It just it just requires you to put the really hard work into identifying the really salient feature or benefit actually of your of your brand yeah. and just communicating that as, in, as in small one, bits of, in oh, one sentence <laughs> so no, no I was going to say but, and in one sentence yeah I mean that's yeah. hard but you know um when you get it gee it's beautiful and as small business owners I see again and again people try to market small businesses trying to say everything you know like trying to get the the long list out of you know and be everything yeah. yeah and and i think that weakens one's marketing not strengthens it so simplicity is the key the king back to the king now you're Great. um i understand your wife's helping bring out the 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 baby product essentially yeah has it been easy the second time round in terms of product development a hundred and ten times easier, to be honest. We've um, we launched the baby range uh, about three months ago. So, baby line that we uh, we produce out of Tasmania. The packaging's made offshore, but it's an organic, um, certified organic range for babies and toddlers. Um, we found a really niche market. I think again, um, sometimes organic products and natural products have that. Um, they almost have to appear like that within that yeah. same type of pack- yeah. packaging. Whereas we've Fashion been. Bag. <laughs> <laughs> we're very. I'm trying to be kind, but um, so we're we're able to you know use our packaging, but um, you know obviously make it quite modern and and you know the ingredients match the uh, the packaging. So um, it's been very well received. We're exporting to Sephora for the international listeners mm-hmm. would understand who Sephora is, and it's one of the major cosmetic retailers in the world, Sasa, as well. And we've got uh, an agent in the UK and a couple around Europe. So the baby range has been um, really well received. Probably a little bit better than the men's range, but uh, I'm uh, I'm okay about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, now, what did you do differently the second time round? What um, was there anything? Got his to wife to do it. <laughs> well, I think obviously, if if I, I mean, my wife was really, really encouraged me from day one to do the men's range, and without her, I wouldn't have um, got involved. But uh, we we just were able to find a, a better niche, I think, and obviously men's men's cosmetic is quite competitive and even if you find a niche within price point and uh, we, we're actually within babies I think it's obviously it's almost recession 
improve. So, mm-hmm. you know, we found organics and baby products, uh, you know, in on the app about 35 to 40 percent, mm-hmm. you know, consistently. So we're, um, we're, we're just, we're, you asked me how we managed to do branding with milk, uh, with the men's range, with the baby range, it's virtually word of mouth. And we're finding yeah. five or six or Mothers. seven new stockers just contacting us yeah, and, okay. which is completely yep. different to uh, yep. what you what I'd be doing with with the sort of the wider distribution of the men's range is that because women talk to each other more do you think I, Luke do you know what I think I might have said this before, but an old neighbour of mine is a professor of marketing, unlike us. <laughs> Which you're like, what's the, what's the opposite of professor? Um, guesser? Dance. Guesser of marketing. But he is a professor of marketing at a leading university, and he told me uh, that, because him and I sort of grunt to each other when we communicate, <laughs> he said that women have 7,000 words to use a day, and we have 4,000 men, <sighs> we being men. So, yeah, definitely. Mm. Word of mouth. Uh, women would talk about it and not just in the distributors but I imagine like you know mothers groups and getting some real opinion leaders and fans within yep. those 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 ritzy mothers groups yep. in, in in the good suburbs yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to say that what are the good suburbs but yeah getting people talking about it yep. I want to go back because listeners would have heard you said before Shrek and every time I see Shrek I laugh but Michael and I did um, with uh, an organisation down the road a branding agency down the road um, a lot of brand work you know like you really, I, I, was, I thought it was really admirable how in the early days of getting milk up and running, that you actually put the effort into getting the brand right. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many businesses I talk to and, and come across who have kind of run into problems and you sort of start talking to them and they've done no work on the brand architecture, mm. but you actually went to the effort of saying, what do, what is, what does, what do I, Michael Klim, stand for and mm. what does my product milk stand for mm. and how do I show that? How does that come out in the end product? And yeah. one of the questions um, that I ask in this branding um, process that I take clients through and that we took, them through, took Michael through is um, what public figure – best represents this brand and, and um, whilst you could have easily said Michael Klim, uh, Mike said Shrek <laughs> which was kind of interesting, you immediately go but Shrek's this big ugly creature but he's incredibly lovable, incredibly intelligent and honest and, and real and sincere and he had a whole lot of values that very clearly come out in milk you know, so that was. I, I just think you did a lot of you go, go red oh, it was just a video, but um it does. It just shows the power of that. You know, it's like painting a room, you know, like cover the furniture first before you start painting the mm. walls. Let's get the prep right. And, yeah. you, and you did that. Yeah. And, and that process, was it, you know, do you, was it a valuable process? We look, we look question, back but, at that. Um, we look back at that sort of that brand character map that we've we developed years ago now. And yeah. we refer to that because it's very easy to deviate off that. And, you know, it's sometimes, you know, you get yourself into hard times and you think, oh, I might deviate and take on you know a distributor that might not be quite right but you know but you sort of and it sort of brings you back to you know in terms of what what campaign you might embark on or whatever it's always good to refer back to that sort of uh character map every sort of six months yeah good on you you'd be in the top five percent who'd actually do that Mm. as opposed to just making decisions you've got to make a decision based on something Oh, Lukey, 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 this is gold. You've run into a little bit of luck there, Tim. I have. What Michael was saying about the brand character process, um, look, he's right. And and I I don't want to sound like a big self-promotion here, but it's going to be a little bit of that. (laughs) But it's like um, I have a process called the brand character, and it just helps 
companies, business owners, marketers identify the key parts of their brand in order to make sure the whole thing is singing from the same songbook. So I'm not going to rattle on about my process, uh, show note type thing. We'll leave a yeah. link in the show note. Yeah, link in the show note. I, I've done the process before uh, when Tim did it for my previous business, Yeah, and it's definitely worthwhile. The, the point is, though... When you're making decisions around all the marketing points of your business, you've got to have something to refer back to each time, and that something has got to be a constant, and that's where the brand character comes into play. So whether you're making a decision around the design of your logo, the name of your business, um, the look of a piece of marketing collateral, a website, whatever it is, the brand character gives you that benchmark. Yeah, I think it's also fantastic for um, for when you have employees as well and for new employees when you get them on board. You give them that yep. and they understand exactly, uh, well, hopefully they understand exactly what it is you do and who you are and, and um, you know, the, the character of the business. Yeah, correct. So, um, Clemmy, thanks a million, mate, for the uh, <laughs> for that little plug. Good plug. Yeah, it was a good plug and uh, you can come back anytime. Back to Michael. In the past, it sort of seemed, perhaps, correct me if I'm wrong, that you you were essentially the product being marketed yourself, mm. and now uh, I guess you are marketing a product. Did you learn anything from your days of I guess peop- of having a publicist or people marketing you as a brand to now having a skincare range? Um, look, was when I was an athlete, and obviously I was the face of a few other brands, and or I was the product. Mm. It's it's, the approach is so different, you know. I, I focus on what I could do really well, and that was swimming. I was, you know, my I didn't really care about finances or sponsors or whatever. I just tried to swim as well as I could have, and that was my sort of. Uh, and as long as I swam well, a lot of these other things sort of came along, and you know, I service sponsors and. But um, you know, there are so many areas within creating a brand that you have to control. Whereas I found where I swam, I only really had to control one, and that yeah. was my performance. Whereas in this case, there is you know the the communication. That, I mean, I had you know obviously I had to communicate with my coach and teammates. But here, I, it's you know I've really learned how to deal with people, and I uh, probably that's the biggest been the biggest challenge and learning how to communicate with all these different facets facets of business, which I never had any skill in, and I'm still learning. And I think I'll be learning for a long time. But um, so yeah, I, I sort of kept it really simple when I was an athlete, and I'm still trying to keep it simple now. But it's it's you know it's just extended to this whole new mm. um, you know. So yeah, sometimes I get frustrated because I want things done to a certain way or you know yeah. at a certain timeline or whatever. But it, they're out of your control. Which mm. whereas I used to be in the driver's seat when I was the athlete. Uh, last question, Mike. One thing that you would leave to our listeners, okay? They're build. They're most of them small, medium business owners, building their own businesses, responsible for their own marketing and promotion. What would you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I um, we're going through a stage now where we. You know, I think you know having budgets and sticking to them. You know, as a so many people launch brands and just you know double their budget or triple their budget, and it's um, I've I've found that I've been you know putting a lot of my my savings into this, and you know, and haven't luckily haven't had to get investors as yet. But you know, we might be get to that stage in the future. Who knows? But it's sort of sticking to what you know you can be capable of, not trying to embark on something that 
you know, within 12 or 24 months we'll break you. So we're, we're, um, I've learned the hard way and we really try to sort of consolidate the moment. We, you know, pulling back on office space and staff and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, outsourcing where you can, but do things internally if you can do that, yep. if you have the skills. So um, I'm, you know, I've, whereas before I was probably a little bit more liberal in terms of how I was spending the dollars, but, uh, you know, we've got, you know, my wife and I pack boxes on, on the Friday um, and send them out, you know, we, I deliver within in the city Melbourne. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, like it. it's every delivery, it's 50 bucks. So, yeah, you know, you go 30 or 40 bucks. So you've yeah. got to, um, yeah. you know, yeah. do things as much as you can yourself. <laughs> Luke, if ever you thought uh, whilst running a small business that there was a job below you, uh, I don't think we'll think that anymore because we've just heard from a three-time Olympic game champion who is now delivering his own product. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to do when you're developing a business. Yes, oh, I don't think we're telling our listeners anything new there, but gee, it's good, isn't it? It's good to hear, actually. It's refreshing. Yeah. It is refreshing, and I think he... I, don't know whether he goes on to tell us, but maybe it was after the microphones were turned off. But there's actually one lady who uh, he delivers to who buys twice as much just to, <laughs> just to have it delivered by Michael Klim. So um, good on her. Good on him. Good delivery boy, Michael Klim. I dropped some off downstairs. You, know? <laughs> you did? You did? Thanks yeah. for coming in. No worries. And, yeah, uh, thanks, Mike. Sorry, uh, if tomorrow's Friday, so I get some rest for delivery day. I will. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Are you ready? Um, guys, we're back because Klimi, <laughs> after we turned the microphones off, just started sharing all this, all this magic with us. So, Mike, just tell us a couple of these things. We finished with you being the delivery boy, which yeah. I'm still sort of having pictures in my head of, of what that's all about. But the fact that um, you use a crowd called who? Uh, a company called just... Vibe Village, actually. We, as we, you know, we identified obviously that we're talking about how many orders we get online, and um, it's predominantly females and buying for their babies or their husbands. So uh, we, we've obviously identified that, and, and you know, mums spend a lot more time in front of the computer these days than probably men would do, even yeah. though they might be in the office uh, yeah. on Facebook. But if they're if they're not, <laughs> um, we, you know, we we decided that we're going to try and explore that even more. So we. Used the company called Vibe Village where they create, uh, we basically identified uh, 500 mothers that would be, you know, opinion leaders in their mm-hmm. sort of community and... Um, yeah, they're good suburbs. Yeah, exactly. All around Australia. So they would they would hold maybe 500, uh, 500 mothers groups and focus groups where they, you know, they get, get the product, they talk yeah. about the product, we yeah. reward them, we educate them. So we reward them with, with sample special offers. Um, they blog idea. back to us with pictures and, and just communicate that way. So And through the word of mouth, um, we've been able to, you know, touch about 35 to 40,000 mums. Which yeah, is fantastic amazing. bit of network marketing. So, exactly. yeah, well, that whole word of mouth thing, I mean, as much as you like to think it's free, sometimes what you, this whole Vibe Village thing is about initially stimulating word of mouth from some opinion leaders mm. who are key, like perfect customers for you, really, mm. and then let it trickle down into what we would call the masses. Exactly. Yeah, mm. oh, brilliant, so. mate. Well, any other little any other little gems <laughs> you haven't shared? Or are you... Uh... Tricks? <laughs> well, obviously, we, we, we chuck in a few of the men's products in there as well because obviously, you know, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's dire- yeah. direct sort of linked as well. Mm. Um, but, um, we, you know, I've also realised that initially we were talking, you know, milk was going to be more of a lifestyle brand, but... I've really identified that it's. I have to go back to my 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 core, which was 
uh, sport and mm -hmm. an active lifestyle and you know really tapping into the swimming fraternity at the moment we've got you know over, uh, close to 100,000 yeah. uh, members on, on the on the swimming database in oh, Australia and it's wow. and I was thinking for the whole year I've never tapped into that and it's something that this year we're really going to focus Mate, on you know gold. these guys are um, obviously you know I've been I've been in this in yep. this world I've always used these products and I'm sure they're yep. looking for something else but that's, the, that's the story it's like hey guys I've just <laughs> lived in the pool yeah. you know for however many years of my life pool sunshine I've now created a product that's addressing what I'm sure is a problem that they're all experiencing exactly you know, dry so, skin and you know so sometimes be. going back to your roots you know it's taken me a whole year to work it out but this is sort of it's perfect for this summer this Brilliant. will be our focus fantastic right. good stuff that's it thanks Mike <laughs> No okay, well, that was uh, episode six. Clemmy. Yes, Michael Clem. He was a fantastic interviewee. As he swims into the distance. That was one word, Luke. Gold. 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 Yeah, but he was fantastic. Thanks, Clemmy. And um, we've gone a little bit longer than what we usually do, so we're not going to have time for, uh, for listener questions. No, 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 we will. We'll just do one, one quick one, if okay. that's all right. Yep. And a uh, very quick one. Daniel from Fremantle in Western Australia writes in and asks... He actually emailed in and he said, um, Tim and Luke, should I always have a new marketing initiative on the go? Which I mean, I guess means like, should I always have some kind of new idea bubbling away? And the answer is yes. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Could just be uh, could just be a networking breakfast uh, you're going enough, to. Enough. Well, don't start on <laughs> rolling out all the, you know. Keep you doing know. something. Absolutely. So thanks, guys, for listening. Don't forget to uh, leave a customer review on iTunes, Luke. Yes. As of, as of today, you know, we've got about um, eight reviews, which is kind of cool. Oh, I think it's more than that, Tim, actually. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, well, so go to iTunes, mm. look up Small Business Big Marketing in the, iPods, in the podcast you can, section. You, you can just look up marketing yeah. in iTunes and we come up which is kind of cool I like that yeah. and um, questions should be sent to questions at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and until next time it's goodbye from him and it's goodbye from me see ya you've just come that little bit closer to getting your business booming thanks to the small business big marketing show with Tim Reed and Luke Moulton please keep in mind that the information opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and interviewees and theirs alone and they don't necessarily reflect those of their past, current or future employers.